days, just two days after the hurricane Michael hit Florida panhandle on October 10th, 2018. Eddie Foster was pushing his mother in a wheelchair down through the street that is thoroughly smashed by the hurricane. His face was filled with the total frustration and fear that much of the Florida panhandle has been affected by this brutal storm that turned its course into a rubble. He was living in a working class neighboring community called Millville, where many residents said they were becoming so desperate because they were not even handy having the basic necessities of life met. Foster was in his 60s and his mother was 99 years old. They had no car, no electricity. The little amount of food that they kept in the refrigerator that spoiled, that spoiled already. The storm had ripped off majority of the portion, a large section of his roof already. And there was no working plumbing to flush the water. There was no drinking water. And as on Friday afternoon, he had seen no sign of any government support, help. And he was saying, what can I do? And he said, I'm not angry, but I just want someone to help me at this situation. You know, this is the same situation that Job was in during his lifetime. Job wanted, really wanted someone to help him. He had been so prosperous and he had many possessions. He had a great good family. It was all taken away by Satan as Satan obtained permission from God to destroy this beautiful family. But God said, obviously, do not touch his life. You can do anything for his possessions, but do not touch his life. Job lost just everything. His sheep, his oxen, his camels, his servants, and all of his sons and daughters. He just lost everything. And his wife said, curse God and die. Why are you living on the face of this earth? Curse God and die. You know, what an encouraging message that wife could give at the time of his struggle and suffering. You know, but when we are at the end of the rope, perhaps it seems like the only way out is to die, is to end our lives. But Job never did that. He refused to do that. Job had looked everywhere and he had found no comforter, no one to relieve his despair. In fact, you know, God had not responded to many of his demands and many of his questions. God never answered him. But Job is still, it's in the same way, asking God and seeking God and searching to find out what is happening in his life. Maybe because if he stops doing it, listen to me, then he will have nothing left to live for. If he stopped doing what he was doing, he was searching and asking God and trying to find where God is. If he would have stopped, then he will have nothing left to live for. 
But all along his cry was, if only I knew where to find God, if only I knew where to find God, I would go to his court straight away. I would plead my case and I don't, I don't keep quiet, but instead I will go and find my case resolved. But I don't find him anywhere. This morning I would like to title my sermon as If only I knew where to find God. Can you say that with me? If only I knew where to find God. Job had three friends. Eliphaz, Bildad and Zophar. You know who heard that Job is going through terrible time in his life? And they came to him when he was suffering. Good friends. They came to Job as he was suffering through the loss and the pain in his body. They came to him. They empathized along with him. They comforted him. And they just stood by him. They were just, they were just with Job during this time. They spent their time with him. Then these three men, if you know the story, most of us know the story. These three men, they started giving a series of lectures and long speeches to Job. And then they started accusing Job, saying that perhaps you would have done something wrong. You know, what you are going through is the punishment of God because you have done something wrong. And they encouraged him to admit his mistake and ask forgiveness to God and to repent. Then they also started blaming God, saying that God allows people to suffer. We read all this in the book of Job. Finally, we see God. God did not like the way the friends were dealing with Job. God did not like them because of their wrong accusations on Job and on God. And this is what finally God said. We read that in Job chapter 42 verse 7. Bible says, after the Lord had finished speaking to Job, he said to Eliphaz, the Temanite, I am angry with you and your two friends, for you have not spoken accurately about me as my servant Job has. God was angry with the three friends of Job. And finally, as the story goes, God made Job to pray for his friends. And he sacrificed and he prayed for his friends. Where Bible says in Job chapter 42, when Job prayed, God released him from his affliction. And Lord blessed Job twice as much he was earlier. His later life was blessed twice. All that he lost were given back to him. He also gave Job seven more sons and three more daughters. Bible says in all the land, no women were as lovely as the daughters of Job. And Bible says Job lived a full life to see the fourth generation in his life and he died 140 years after all these things happened to him. The book of Job is fully filled with the conversation between Job and his friends. And there are times, you know, his friends were making accusation on Job and Job was responding to their accusations. We are going to straight away get into Job chapter 23. That's, our, that's for our meditation this morning. Job chapter 23. Job chapter 23 is a response to Eliphaz, one of Job's friends. 
And as Eliphaz spoke to Job, you know, this chapter being a response of Job's to Eliphaz. I'm reading from NLT. Verse 1, you can read together. Then Job spoken again, spoke again. My complaint today is still a bitter one. And I try hard not to groan loud. If only I knew where to find God, I would go to his court. I would lay out my case and present my arguments. Then I would listen to his reply and understand what he says to me. Would he use his great power to argue with me? No, he would give me a fair hearing. Honest people can reason with God. So I would be forever acquitted, means I would be ever cleared or freed by my judge, by my God. Verse 8, I go east, but he is not there. I go west, I cannot find him. I do not see him in the north, for he is hidden. I look for the south, I look to the south, but he is concealed. Verse 10, but he knows where I am going. And when he tests me, I will come out as pure as gold. Verse 11, for I have stayed on God's paths. I have followed his ways and not turned aside. Verse 12, I have not departed from his commandments, but have treasured his words more than daily food. But once he has made his decision, who can change his mind? Whatever he wants to do, he does. So he will do to me whatever he has planned. He controls my destiny. Verse 15, no wonder I am so terrified in his presence. When I think of it, terror grips me. God has made me sick at heart. The Almighty has terrified me. Darkness is around me. Thick, impenetrable darkness is everywhere. You know, Job's situation on, day, on that day was terrible. He wanted to go and make all his petitions to God. But he was not having an opportunity. In fact, he couldn't even find where God was. You know, today I just want to talk to you, all of you, those who are listening to me. Today your situation and my situation are not different from the situation of Job. You know, I feel Job expressed what he felt inside, but I am sh I'm sure we don't say it outside. Job you know, was, you know, he was, he was able to express what he was going through in his life. But you know, at times, many times, we don't say it outside, but we hide. We have the same troubles, we have the same issues, what Job was dealing in his life on that day. You know, paying a closer attention to these words of Job in Job chapter 23. We'll do a couple of things in our lives. Number one, it helps us to know our inability to find God. It gives us confidence to follow God. It helps us to know how God would hide himself at times. It helps us to know our inability to influence God. It will also bring a holy fear inside of us as we are serving such a terrible God, as we are serving such an awesome God, such a powerful God. You know, more or less, I believe this sermon will help you to understand who is our God and how he works when we are all going through trouble like that of Job. Verse 1 starts saying, then Job spoke again, my complaint today is still a bitter one. And I try hard not to groan aloud. 
You know, there are times when we are asked to pray for people. When we pray for them every day, morning, we make sure how things are in their lives. Because we want our prayer to be answered. We want there will be some deliverance in the life of people. We call them every day and we keep getting the answer saying that, Brother, still the same thing. Brother, still the sickness is not gone. Still my dad is suffering through that sickness. Till my, still my emotional emotion is not controlled. I am going through that pain. Every day morning it is the same thing. Job's complaint is the same thing. My complaint today is still a bitter warnet. There is so much of frustration built up every day by day in the life of Job. He lost everything as we know one after the other. He started considering every day is supposed to be the last day of his life. He wished that his life would end soon. He got so much frustrated with the life that he started even cursing the day of his birth. Have you ever done that? Have you ever cursed the day on, of your birth? Some of us do. Some of us don't do. Some of us even say that, you know, why did I come to existence on the face of this earth? He was so frustrated. He wished that, you know, he could have died already on the face of this earth because Job 3, 13, he says, had I died at birth, I would now be at peace. I would be asleep and I would be at rest. That's very true. I thank God for the unborn babies, the babies that are not born on the face of this earth. Every time when we carry a baby in our hands, we thank God for the baby, but at the back of the mind, if our days are filled with so much of struggle, Lord, how she or how he is going to handle those days that are yet to come. He longed to die and to get buried already. Because he says, I wish you would hide me in the grave already. Job 14, 13. Every day when he woke up, he wished, let this day be the end of his life. End of all his afflictions. Even on this particular day when he was speaking to his friend as a response, he spoke these words and he said, my complaint today is still a bitter one. I tried my level best was to, I tried my level best to contain it within me, not to tell anybody, not to express my groanings, not to express my trouble. But I started pouring it out. This situation is very much possible in our lives. Otherwise, why God should keep the book of Job in the Bible? How many of you really struggle to face the challenges of your lives? Even over a simple matter, there are times we get frustrated. Even a simple matter in our life, when it challenges us, we lose our strength to handle those moments in our lives. Every day we wake up with a lot of hope. But the day ends with so much of frustration. As we close the day, when we turn back, we feel that nothing has happened. You know, I know this morning I'm talking to your life, I'm talking to most of, most of us, those who are here and those who are listening. Every day we open the book with great expectation, but at the end of the day we close the book and we are still on the same page. We are not flipped another page during the day. How many times you would have asked the Lord to take your life away from this earth? And I believe this morning this sermon is for you. I don't think I have preached ever 
to my knowledge from the book of Job but this morning this is what God wants me to share with you number one our inability to find God verse 3 Job chapter 23 if only I knew where to find God I would go to his court I would lay out my case and present my argument to him Job had no doubt on God absolutely no doubt on God he loved his master he loved God so much but his problem was to find God he was unable to find God he knew God's presence is very real to him he knew God is present in the midst of his situation but he could not find him he could not find him that was his problem have you ever been in that situation you know that God is with you you know that people are praying for you you know that you believe in God you know that you trust in the master but you don't see him doing anything for you days after days months after months and years after year we don't see things moving in the life of Job this was the same situation today we carry so much in our hearts you have been trying to find a place where we can go and pour everything all the burden of your heart you want to go to a place and pour and download every burden that you carry in your heart but you don't find a place if you would have been given a chance to meet Jesus you want to fall down at his feet in the moment you see him and tell all your complaints and tell all your struggles and all the failures of your life you want to just tell him and you want to cry falling down at his feet you are tired of telling your problems to people because you don't want to discuss that with them anymore because they, they listen to you with one face and we don't know what they think behind even as they listening to you we don't know what is running in their minds you're tired of telling your problem with people if only you would get a chance to go to God you would go and complain to him you would go and argue with him and you would go and fight with him and ask him Lord why there is a delay in my situation Lord why my prayer is not answered Lord why I'm going through this struggle you don't find God if only I knew where to find my God when Jesus delayed to Bethany listen to me after the death of Lazarus Mary and Martha were having a heavy heart soaked with the tears and they came to Jesus and they came running to Jesus and Mary fell down at his feet and said Lord if you would have been here my brother would not have died Mary Magdalene standing at the side of outside of the tomb of Lord Jesus Christ as she wanted to find where the Lord's body and she found the tomb was empty somebody has taken away his body and as he was standing Jesus appeared there with a great excitement of finding Jesus she wanted to cling on to him you know that is our situation today but many times it is not easy to find God the cry of our hearts today is if only I knew where to find God Acts chapter 17 verse 27 Bible says so that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope for him and find him though he is not far from each one of us 
There are times even you grope for God as if someone who is entering into the dark room and with his hands he's trying to or she's trying to figure out where the switch is so that the light can be turned on. You know, in the same way, in the darkness of your life, you just grope for God trying to find where he is. Job's cry was, if only I knew where to find God. Number two, he had such a great confidence on God. Verse five and verse five through seven. He had such a great confidence on God. Then I would listen to his reply and understand what he says to me. Would he use his great power to argue with me? No, he would give me a fair hearing. Honest people can reason with God. So I would be ever acquitted or freed my, by my judge. All that I need is I need to find him. Once I find him, I know for sure I will listen to him and understand what he is going to do or what is going on in my life. And I will listen to, I'm sure he will listen to all my complaints and all my frustrations. And even I'm sure that I can plead my case with him and sure he will handle my case accordingly. And I will reason and I will justify my problem with my God, my situation. And he will free me from all the bondages. You know, today you pray to God. You try to be faithful as much as possible to him. You follow God closely. You have developed a close relationship with your God, a personal relationship with God. But that doesn't solve your problem. That's a practical issue. You cry, your cry is same as that of Job. If you can get that in the screen. At times, having good relationship with God doesn't solve your life's problem. And your problem don't affect your relationship with God either. Because you love your God so much, you have confidence in God that your petitions are still under consideration. But for now, you don't see anything happening. Your cry is same as that of Job. If only I knew where to find my God. You know, there were great men and women of God they reasoned with God, they argued with God, and they even fought with God. And God eventually blessed them in Genesis chapter 32. Jacob, on that night, he took up everything that, he, that belonged to him, including his two wives and two servant wives and his 11 sons. He crossed the river Jabok. And as he crossed the river Jabok, he had a lonely time to pray to God and on that night he was whole night he was praying and when he started praying a man came down and he started wrestling with him he started speaking to Joe, Jacob and Jacob started wrestling with that man fighting with that man and that fight was going on during the entire night at the end of the day sorry at the, at the beginning of the day early in the morning and that man said I need to go now because it is going to be, you know, uh, light everywhere. People will see me. I need to leave. And he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. He realized that it is maybe son of God. It is one of the angels. It is maybe Christophany, Christ's appearance of Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. He realized that it's a triune God, one member of the triune God. And Jacob asked him to bless him. And later we see God blessing Jacob. 
and he's saying from now onwards you will be called Israel because you fought with God and man and you prevailed you know Jacob's blessing did not come easily he got such a great confidence on God he was searching for his God but he got a moment in his life and he did not want to miss that moment even though it was promised to uh, Abraham Isaac and to Jacob himself there were time in his life there was a time in his life he had to constrain God and he got to wrestle with God to receive his blessings you know this morning we may be praying for some of the blessings that we need in our lives you know our perseverance our persistence is going to bring the blessing of God in our lives there is so much to know about our God which we do not know otherwise you know I believe Job's words are filled with wisdom they clearly tell us who our God is how our God behaves and functions number three the hiding nature of God verse 8 and verse 9 I go east but he is not there I go west but I cannot find him I do not see him in the north for he is hidden I look to the south but he is concealed God has hidden himself it is the nature of our God to be silent for a certain time, certain time in all of our lives it is not that God hides himself from everyone even while all others are being blessed by God he may be still hiding for ourselves he may be just hiding just for you it is not that God hides always the same God who was hiding when Job was trying to find him but later on the same God blessed him so there are times in our lives there are seasons in our lives we don't see God doing anything in our lives this is the nature of God unless you know the scripture we don't know it the hiding nature of God Isaiah says and Isaiah writes in Isaiah 45 15 <coughs> truly you are a God who hide yourself O God of Israel the Savior because God hides himself at times it is important for us to seek him always even in times when God seems to be hiding Job was still seeking God he never stopped seeking God you know all through his journey Isaiah 55 6 says seek the Lord while he may be found call upon his name when he is near while he is near seek the Lord when he may be while he may be found that means God may not be found always God may not be found to all others the same way God is found to someone else God may not be found in our lives all along throughout our lives we need to pray to God to keep him available for us to keep his face unhiding towards us the psalmist says in Psalm 102 verse 2 he prays to God do not hide your face from me in the day of my trouble the reason why he is praying to God such a prayer is he knew that God is hiding his face from him he's trying to search God you know there are times you pray and there are times you want to see God there are times you want to see God moving on your behalf and when we don't see that you have a question to whom am I praying 
Where are my prayers going? You want to see God, you want to move God, God moving on your behalf. And Psalmist is praying, do not hide your face from, my day, from the day of my trouble. Incline your ear to me in the day that I call. Answer me speedily, Lord. The hiding nature of God doesn't say that he's absent. He's always present. But it tells us the importance of seeking and searching for God. Always as Job did. Job didn't stop seeking God when he could find him. He, he couldn't find him. He has been searching God all through his life. Number four, the absolute inability to influence God's decision. Let's read verses 10 through 14. But he knows where I am going. And when he tests me, I will come out as pure as gold. Verse 11, for I have stayed on God's paths. I have followed his ways and not turned aside. Verse 12. I have not departed from his commandments, but have treasured, in, in his, treasured his words more than daily food. But once he has made his decision, who can change his mind? Whatever he wants, he does. So he will do to me whatever he has planned because he controls my destiny. We are trying to know our God. Job is saying, Job is talking about the absolute inability to influence God's decision. You know, there are many times as Christians, you know, we have, we try to influence God. We try to twist the hands of God. There are times we pray to God that God, you must do it because I want it. You know, we have seen young boys and girls, you know, praying for their spouse and say that I want this girl, I want this boy. Without him, without her, I cannot leave. And we don't know how many days, how many years they are going to live together. You know, there are times we force God and we want God to work on our behalf because we like something and we want it. Without that, we cannot keep quiet. It's applicable to everything in our lives. Job is talking about the absolute inability of influencing God. Job is saying that God has already planned what should happen and when should happen. Where should we go? And what things will change in our lives and will not change in our lives? God knew everything. Because he's an unchanging God. I want to give some, a couple of scriptures here. Numbers chapter 23 verse 19 says, reading from NLT, Numbers 23 verse 19, God is not a man, so he does not lie. He is not a human, so he does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? God doesn't lie. God doesn't change. Malachi chapter 3 verse 6 says, God says, for I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore, you are not consumed, O son subject. You know, it looks like at times even our God is so adamant. He's not changing. He's not flexible at all. That's the God we serve. James chapter 1 verse 17, Bible says, Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow you know there are certain things left with the human being listen to me carefully for them 
to choose the right choice in their lives and God is not trying to overpower and over control those things those elements same as in the Garden of Eden God was not really pulling Eve from eating the fruit God was not doing it there are certain things that are left to human being for them to choose what is right Deuteronomy 30 verse, chapter 30 verse 14 says see I have said before you today life and good death and evil it's up to us to select but there are certain things Bible says there are predestined Romans chapter 8 verse 29 to 30 Romans chapter 8 verses 29 to 30 listen to me read this with me for whom he foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren moreover whom he predestined these he also called whom he called these he also justified and whom he justified these all he also glorified you know God this scripture say tells us that God appointed individuals people on the face of this earth they belong to heaven they will in whatever means they will come to know the gospel saving knowledge of Jesus Christ but that doesn't mean that God is planning to destroy everybody no God is predestining and also when the gospel when people respond to gospel God accepts that God accepts them because Bible says when a wicked turn to God God relents God changes his mind Jeremiah chapter 18 verse 18 even though God says I am a God who doesn't change Jeremiah chapter 18 verse 18 says if that nation against whom I have spoken turns from its evil I will relent of the disaster that I thought to bring upon it when a wicked nation turned to God God changes his mind not to destroy them when a wicked is coming to God when somebody is calling upon the name of the Lord he changes his mind even though somebody is not predestined he still changes his mind because somebody is coming to the knowledge of God some wicked is crying unto me for salvation God changes and God accepts sinners God changes his mind but throughout the Bible if you read very carefully God changes his mind only in this situation only when a wicked turns back to God God changes the mind only when a nation comes in fasting and prayer and surrender seeking the ways of God God changes his mind otherwise God does not relent once if he has spoken he will not turn back Jeremiah 428 says for this shall the earth mourn and the heavens above be black because I have spoken I have purposed and will not relent nor will I turn back from it you know we see only in this case of wicked turning to God God changes his mind to accept him he does not change otherwise we see this throughout the history up to a certain extent our prayer cannot do anything if you are not aligning our lives already in the will of God our prayer will not be answered and even if at times we force God to answer to our prayer <coughs> excuse me it will not result in any blessing Job is saying Job chapter 14 verse 5 very clearly put he puts it this way you have decided the length of our lives 
you know how many months we will live and we are not given a minute longer we are not given a minute longer nobody can change it the inability to change God's decision now when Job spoke all these things with his own mouth he could not control his fear there is a great terror came upon his life the terror of knowing such a God verse 15 and 17 no wonder I am so terrified in his presence when I think of it terror grips me verse 16 God has made me sick at my heart the Almighty has terrified me darkness is all around me thick impenetrable darkness is everywhere you know when we really know such a God terror really grips our hearts the fear of God comes in our lives because he is an omnipresent omnipotent God who controls who has perfect control over our lives even he has control over our breath Moses says in Hebrews when the book of Hebrews the writer of Hebrews says when God descended on Mount Sinai the sight was so terrifying and Moses says I tremble with fear David says in one of the Psalms when I think about God and meditate his words his words are knowledge of God and the wisdom of God when I meditate he says fire fire burnt within me Jeremiah says your word was in my heart like a burning fire shut up in my bones you know we are serving a terrible God a God who terrifies the God who is awesome God at times we are so afraid of he's powerful when John saw the son of man at the Isle of Bathmus he fell at his feet as dead when Job realized his situation and when he understood that no one can change the mind of God no one can influence what God had already planned in my life and when he realized that only God has absolute control over my destiny he became afraid and he became terrified the writer of Hebrews says it is a terrible thing to fall into the hands of the living God Hebrews chapter 10 verse 31 it is a terrible thing to fall into the hands of the living God now we know about our God from what Job says about him Job's question is still our question only if I knew where to find God only if I knew where to find God as we are about to close we talked about a couple of things to just to summarize our inability to find God but even though we have so much of confidence on our God we talked about the hiding nature of God we talked about the absolute inability to influence God's decision over our lives and the terror of knowing such a God so what can we do what can I do there are a couple of things just I put it together that may help you this morning as a takeaway number one do not stop seeking God if you stop then you will have nothing to nothing left to live for do not stop seeking God if you stop then you will have nothing left to live for number two as you are unable to influence God's decision concerning your life it is better to work with God than trying to change him it's easy to work with God what God is doing already in your life 
it may be ministry it's easy to know what God is up to just go along with God when we try to go against our way try to do our own things we find it it's all so tough life becomes so tough number three blessings may not come just easily you have to wrestle with God as Jacob did you know that blessing was a promised blessing it was according to the will of God but Jacob had to struggle overnight and you know what even God touched his hip socket and he had to limp he has just dragged his leg as he walked it took so much from his life but he had still had to wrestle with God number four God's silence in your life doesn't mean that God is absent no God is present always he said I will never leave you and I will never forsake you finally you can never stop seeking and searching for God as you never know when God stops hiding himself to you if only I knew where to find my God let that be a cry of our hearts as we continue our journey on the face of this earth. Shall we all stand for a time of prayer this morning?